Okay, let's continue reading through Paul's letter to the Colossian church. Paul is writing to them to make sure that they don't get tricked or deceived, that they have a proper perspective on life and see things as they really are. You see, things are not always as they seem at first sight. So sometimes you have to think a little bit about what you're seeing in order to understand it properly. Or we need to look at it from a better perspective, a, a different direction, a better direction. And optical illusions are a good example of this. You may have seen this sort of thing before. It's uh, a, a set of lines where the top line looks longer, at least it does to some people. Um, but if you measure the, the top and the bottom lines, they're actually the same size. It's just that our mind is making the top one look longer because it's being tricked by the implied perspective. And here's a, another one. Believe it or not, these are parallel lines. But um, again, our mind kind of tricks us into thinking that they're angled or, or wonky, that they're not kind of parallel to each other. I'm not quite sure how that one works but uh, they certainly look angled to me they're not it's uh, it's an illusion there are audio illusions as well of course um, you think of an echo imagine being the first person in a, in a canyon that you shout out hello and uh, trying to see if there's anybody else in the canyon and to your surprise uh, just a few moments later the the cry comes back from the other side of the canyon hello and sounding for all the world as if there's somebody else there, but there's not, of course. Again, it's an it's an illusion. Uh, we've been tricked into thinking that things are not uh, how they see or how they sound. But um, this this next one is my is my favourite one. If I can just uh, turn the the camera to show you this, it looks like there's a large cup of tasty hot chocolate uh, there waiting for me uh, for after I've finished recording this video. But unfortunately, it's it's just a piece of uh, paper with um, hot chocolate printed on it in a funny kind of perspective so that it makes it look like there's some hot chocolate there but in fact unfortunately there's not and uh, let me just turn this back so when we hear or see something it pays to think a bit about it in case we need some extra information to help us know what the reality really is in the case of illusions we need to bring other knowledge to bear or look from a different perspective to correct the initial impression that our senses are giving us. So let's read this short extract from Paul's letter where he reminds them that they need to look at things in the right way, lest they come to the wrong conclusions, are deceived into making wrong decisions and live in contradiction to who they really are in Christ. So uh, let's read Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 4. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory." So here there are two perspectives um, being contrasted, two perspectives from which we might look at the world, the earthly and the heavenly. Now, simplistically, uh, the earthly speaks of the physical stuff you can see and touch. The heavenly, therefore, is the invisible, less tangible things. 
The earthly is focused on what can be seen with the eye, the, the heavenly on what therefore can be known by faith, trusting in God's revelation of the true nature of reality. Um, as we get kind of more to the metaphorical senses of this, the, the earthly um, that perhaps gives an emphasis on a world experienced without reference to God who dwells in the heavens. It's life without God, uh, with God removed or distant. The heavenly, on the other hand, is seeing things with God in the light of who he is, in the light of what he has done and in the light of what he will do, what he says that he will do. Now, these two ways of looking at the world will give you two often very contradictory perspectives on what reality seems to be. That's because the earthly and the heavenly are no longer perfectly aligned. It's why Jesus taught his disciples to pray, our Father in heaven, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We are praying for these two spheres to line up because the physical universe, uh, the way things appears to be, does not always reflect the glorious heavenly reality of the rule and reign of Jesus Christ. It's not communicating perfectly and clearly, at least not on the surface, who God is and what he is like. Now, if we look at ourselves or other people from an earthly perspective, we see material stuff, a complex arrangement of carbon atoms whose behaviour is described by certain scientific laws. We focus on physical needs and goals, which are of course important, um, and we, they do need our attention. But if we only have an earthly perspective on these things. Our vision is short-sighted and actually dangerously distorted. With an earthly perspective, we see things largely through the lens of our culture or peer group. Our goals might be, therefore, to eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. Um, that is, let's make the most of our brief time under the sun before our carbon atoms become compost. We might buy into some variant of earthly religion where we try to earn God's favour. And in doing so, we are reaching for a, a flat coffee cup um, that's sure to disappoint, where we're not seeing things fully as they really are. From an earthly perspective, we might look at a rich person and conclude that all is well with them. They, they have uh, all that they need that they have life in all its fullness, that um, if there is a God, um, surely he must favour them and love them very much to, for them to be doing so well materially. We might look at someone in poverty or sick in some way and think them worse off. That Again, this is an earthly perspective, thinking that God doesn't love them or that they're being punished in some way even. That's thinking in an earthly way, with an earthly perspective. We might look at ourselves from that perspective. We might look at ourselves and reason from our feelings or finances that we are either worthless or wonderful. But both would be equally mistaken if we are simply thinking in an earthly way, taking an earthly perspective. So Paul says we need to be intentional about taking a heavenly perspective. We kind of slip into this earthly way of seeing things on the surface, but appearances can be deceptive. Things are not always as they will one day be revealed to be. And their heavenly perspective will turn out to be the reliable one, the true one. And we don't want the cardboard cutout. We want the real thing. We want to know what that is and live our lives accordingly. Now, to get a different perspective, we need to be in a different position. And if you have put your trust in Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, your position has changed massively. 
The reason we can and indeed should set our minds on things above is because we have died with Christ and been raised with him. Through faith in Jesus, his death and resurrection, our lives have been hidden in his. We have been united with him. His death is ours. His life is ours too. Our, our earthly self, with um, all its sinful ways of seeing and uh, thinking and uh, seeking, it kind of is, is, um, well, it's been buried in the ground with Christ. We've died with him. And uh, the Bible says we've, we've been buried with, with him, buried in the very earth that was the extent and limit of our earthly ways, vision and values. This is important. There has been a fundamental break from an earthly focus and perspective for the one who follows Jesus. We have died to it. it they know These things no longer have the hold they once did upon us. They no longer bind us to a sinful, short-sighted way of thinking and living. They no longer blind us to the heavenly reality, as if our life is limited to a few short years on earth, or as if we can earn our way into God's good books. The power of the illusion has been broken as we're united with Jesus in his death and resurrection. We've been raised with Christ. We're not just, we haven't just died with him. We've been raised with Christ as a new creation into a heavenly sphere of operation and existence and sight in the very presence of God. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. It's a place of a settled and secure ruling and reigning with him. And so in Christ, we are completely forgiven of our sin. This is the heavenly perspective, the true perspective. We are adopted into God's family as sons and daughters. We are dearly loved by the Father. We have every spiritual blessing in Christ in whose life we have been hidden. Um, we have a, a hope and a future. Um, God has, we, have, we know that God has good plans for us. We have power and authority. All things are now possible. We have eternal life. Even though one day we physically will die, we will still live, says Jesus. This is the heavenly perspective. We have God's very presence with us every minute of every day to bring the blessing of his love and his presence to us. This is the heavenly perspective. It's the true and reliable perspective. It's God's perspective. Now, we're still physical beings, of course. We don't want to misunderstand what's being said here. But our identity, who we are, has radically changed. And our home, our base of operation, has moved too. As one commentator put it, our feet must be on earth but our minds must be in heaven. This is not to suggest that we become so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. It means that the practical everyday affairs of life get their direction from Christ in heaven. It means further that we look at earth from heaven's point of view. Now for the Christian, our life is hidden in Christ. There is a hidden heavenliness about your life that is not always immediately apparent, not immediately visible. It may not come naturally to mind. So therefore we need to seek and set our minds and hearts on it and get this heavenly perspective, a true perspective. We might seem weak and unloved and poor and despised, 
But in Christ, we are powerful and loved and rich and highly valued. We have real heavenly authority, in fact, to bring God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Again, these heavenly realities may not yet be uh, always physically evident in an earthly sense uh, on the surface, but one day they will be. Heaven and earth will at last come together and there will be a glorious revealing in the in the physical of this heavenly reality God's goodness and power and justice and love and presence will all be seen fully and experienced perfectly so let's constantly reckon and think not based on present outward earthly appearances but on the often less visible but always more reliable heavenly realities as revealed by God's word, as revealed in the person and work of Jesus Christ for us. Our lives are hidden with Christ in God and so we are to set our hearts and minds and focus and thoughts on him, on Jesus, for only in him do we get a true perspective on reality. Our lives are only truly understood in relation to Jesus Christ. The world is only truly understood in relation to him. History is only truly understood in relation to him. And the future is only truly understood in relation to Jesus. I mentioned the gift day earlier and it's clear from our, our giving that many have already got this heavenly perspective because from an earthly perspective it makes sense right now to save all the money that we have for ourselves and not give it away so liberally it makes sense to keep a hold of it and trust in it to keep us safe and secure and warm but setting our minds on things above and having a heavenly perspective results in generous giving to bless others and express God's love and care here on earth as in heaven now we do so trusting that our Heavenly Father knows what we need and will provide for us now and in fact will reward us both now and in the age to come. Even if in the short term it looks like giving leaves us materially at least worse off, we are actually richer for it. That is the true perspective, the heavenly perspective. Now in the following paragraphs in this letter, Paul will get very practical about um, our, how our perspective affects our behaviour. But here he's setting a foundation, speaking first, not of practice, but of position, not of actions, but affections, not of what we do, but of what, who we are devoted to, in fact. Now, when we set our hearts and minds on things above, we set them on the Lord Jesus, rightly reckoning all things in the light of his glorious return. When the lights will go on and we will see fully things as they really are we'll see at last clearly but until that time let's keep trusting in God's word as our light so that we live with this wonderful true and reliable heavenly perspective heavenly father thank you that our lives are indeed hidden with Christ uh, in God thank you that we have been crucified with Christ and so freed from a short-sighted sinful and earthly way of thinking and thank you that we've also been raised with him and seated with him in heavenly places help us see things from this heavenly perspective and so live to bring your kingdom in around us here on earth help us know who we are in christ and so set our hearts and hands to your plans and purposes and we pray all this 
for your glory, the glory that will one day be fully revealed when your son returns. Amen. God bless you. We're going to finish now with uh, one last song, I think. And so wherever you are, let me encourage you as you sing it to set your mind and heart on things above and so see things more clearly from a heavenly perspective. God bless you.